Hello and welcome to the Health Hour on Inform Live Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming to you to CHDTV and some other platforms. We're so glad that you could join us today. Um, we want to thank the members of the Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense for making this hour of free speech possible right there on their airwaves, uncensored, just bringing to you great guests and great information. We can't do this without you and we really can't make it better. We cannot keep this great train of truth and health moving forward without you. So if you're in Washington state and you haven't signed up with us yet, please go to wa.childrenshealthdefense.org, sign up to get the newsletters. If you can give a little something to support all the efforts that are happening in the state of Washington with Children's Health Defense. Um, so very grateful for everything going on there, you know, and I'm, I'm behind the scenes active in Washington. Um, I, you know, family and friends and, and I have not given up on that great state. Uh, so, but I am here in Tennessee and I'm working with all my Tennessee people too, but you know, we all got to keep it going together. Um, the views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Children's Health Defense or KKNW or like Informed Choice Washington. We've got a lot of crossover. Um, so we're just bringing you information and as always check with your trusted healthcare provider before making any big lifestyle changes or, or doing anything you hear on this show. And if you don't have a trusted healthcare uh, provider, get one, get one while you're well. Uh, and that way, when you need them, they're already on board. So co-host today, we got Dr. Javier Figueroa joining us. Hello, Javier. Hello, Bernadette. How are you? I'm good. And you look very professional today. We kind of had a vacation, Javier, last week and we've got professional. <laughs> Indeed. No, I had I had to I had to brush up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to work it is. So so be it. Um so our guest today is Dr. Uh, Ted Fogarty, and he's he's working on getting connected. So I'm hoping uh, that Nathan will help him get on board here, and he'll be joining us in a few minutes. But, you know, before we begin, it's just so fun that you and Ted know each other. You've known each yep. other before I knew either one of you. And then I met you independently, and it's so cool that now all three of us know each other. So talk to me, Javier, about your experience with Dr. Ted Fogarty. So I, I met Ted uh, initially through um, um, just uh, talk uh, emails, emails as well as just word of mouth. So Ted uh, was very, is still very active in the field of hyperbaric medicine. His background is radiology. So he is doing a lot of work uh, looking at uh, images, x-rays, MRIs, CAT scans, providing his expertise as a radiologist. But he also has a dirty little secret. He also is trained in hyperbaric medicine. So uh, <laughs> we forgive him for that. Uh, and he's been very active in um, uh, researching the effects of hyperbarics at the uh, cellular level and the molecular mm. level. So uh, that's one of, the, uh, one of the things that Ted has great expertise in, as well as being able to uh, image the effects of mm -hmm. hyperbaric. 
risks with uh, his expertise in radiology. Excellent, excellent. And it looks like that Nathan did his magic and he was able to get us connected with him. So let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Ted Fogarty. There he is. He's always got some sports related thing there. Hey, Ted. <laughs> yeah, sports medicine. That's kind of my kind of my marketing gig right into, uh, into the best way to, to, to get into people's minds on how we can heal things faster through hyperbarics. And it avoids some of the politically contentious stuff, but uh, it is really the politically contentious stuff that I'm all about anyway. <laughs> yeah. It goes and, without saying. <laughs> and, you know, like everything else, it's absolutely absurd that a proven science that's got decades, we're going probably on a century of... Um, of success and science behind it is at all contentious, controversial, political, and it's all about the money. It's because it works and yeah. because it has such broad um, implications and because it threatens to undermine so many other profitable products, you know, yeah. and that's what this show is about and what Christ, um, Children's Health Defense is about and the fabulous new initiative at Children's Health Defense, Reform Pharma. So yeah. if you haven't checked it out yet, Teddy, have you checked out Reform Pharma, uh, reformpharmanow.org? Um, this I is what I've been, I've been bashing, uh, bashing against uh, uh, a lot of uh, political operatives in the Dakotas continuing on into last week and this week regarding you know getting rid of the masks i uh yeah. i'm the reason why the north dakota senate basically upheld uh that we should not have face masks in the great state of north dakota fantastic uh, have no no mandates from governor burgum who's bill gates's best friend in in american government uh, all the way down to the uh the mayors of any town or burg in north dakota you know, the, uh, the North Dakota Senate um, basically listened to me after well, you know, like 500 emails and uh, <laughs> multiple testimonies in the state house and also a, a particularly key video where I, um, I basically showed how the Venturi effect of physics works by um, putting a mask on. Yeah. And taking um, pro-immune immune formulation 200, which is patented in Canada as an antiviral supplement, mm -hmm. put it in my mouth, took a face mask from St. Alexius Hospital at uh, in Bismarck, where I was reading films, and I got out on my my big deck in, in the backyard, and in the in the beautiful, brilliant sunshine, did a slow motion video of uh, just how masks create don't work venturi, venturi effect jets venturi effect jet yeah that that actually then broadcasts your spittle to your senate colleague across the way sideways to you instead of in front yeah. you just get them sideways in a very yes in a, in a jet like stream and, i like it you know, even even the 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 most um shall we say unbelieving among the North Dakota Senate started to believe that I had the, uh, the right answers here, but let me, let me just, let me just I know see you're if looking for something on your phone. I, yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hold it right there. Yeah. We can kind of see that. And for the radio audience, he's holding up a, 
a video of him with a mask on. And and we probably can't get the resolution, but we should put this up on the site somewhere. Yeah, for, definitely share the video I'll with us, please. You. We'll, um, but you we'll can see it, yeah. you can see it's a six it's a six second video that basically changed the the political landscape of North Dakota, and uh, and now I'm working on getting that video out to all the South Dakota senators and and legislators because they're looking at a mask ban uh, legislative piece on Friday of next week. Wow. So so no, I haven't I haven't gotten into and uh, looked after. Uh, the endeavors that CHD is doing uh, real closely, but I'm, I'm excited to look after that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's just so much go good work going in so many avenues that we can't keep up with each other. And, and I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful blessing that there's so much work that we can't keep up. So you just keep doing the great work that you're doing. And, you know, the absurdity of the mass is common sense really uh, says that other than catching major blobs in which case after it does that you need to change it immediately and wash your hands and wash your face and start all yeah. over um it they they do not protect us from anything they actually spread let me um, let me just go a little further though I, yeah because there are there's 40 years of of literature coming out of uh the general surgery crowd mm -hmm. um, and back in the late 70s in socialized uh, UK medicine, which, by the way, uh, the first use of hyperbaric therapy was 355 years ago by an English clergyman mm -hmm. who created a bellows tent, a bellows-driven uh, foot pedal-style gamel bag tent in 355 years ago. And so modern sports medicine uh, and wilderness medicine and, 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 you know, people who are climbing mountains across the Colorado Rockies and and in the Himalayas, they, they all carry with them a Gamow bag, which was invented by Igor Gamow, who is a biophysicist at the University of Colorado in the, in the 1980s. And all it is is basically a, an airtight sleeping bag that you zip the whole person into. So they're in an enclosed space. It's got, uh, you know, it's, it's lightweight fabric. It's just nylon that's got a impermeable layer of resin on the inside. And then there's a foot pedal. And you... <laughs> You can foot pedal your your uh, injured mountaineering colleague up to two pounds per square inch of additional pressure. Which physiologically, if you're if you're at eleven thousand feet, which is where the Eisenhower Tunnel is, and and so you're at basically about eight point nine psi, and you add to it two psi, so now you're at ten point nine psi. That's basically dropping you down to, uh, you know, about um, 7,500 feet. So you're in 15 minutes, you're basically physiologically transporting this person and their physiology down the mountainside by a good uh, 3,000 feet. Just with a foot bellow. And I, I just want to tell our, our listeners out there that if you're having a little bit of trouble tracking the conversation that we're having, it's welcome to Fogarty family. Welcome to how things roll. He's so brilliant. He has so much information um, that we just kind of go from one subject to the other overlapping. I do my best to, to, to bring you back, Ted. That's, that's what radiologists do for a living. Yes. We, have, we have ADHD. We, we have to go from, you know, 
putting out a, a 15 second super fly fast report on a, a normal chest film to doing a 3000 image workup for a stroke in a 30 year old now. And this is, you know, from my practice, uh, this is probably the most striking thing that I've seen during the pandemic from 1999 to the, to 2019, I can recall. And I think any radiologist you would ask this of can recall maybe doing one stroke workup a month on somebody under the age of 50. Okay. Now right. in my telemedicine, teleradiology practice across multiple States, I'm, I'm licensed in about 20 States. I'm reading at least one CTA head and neck stroke workup every night on somebody under the age of 50. Oh, hold on. I want to back up a minute. You said in, in how many year time span you saw one under 50 and now you're seeing one daily. years of practice. 20 years of practice coming out of residency during my residency period at Omaha uh, Creighton University in 1999, all the way up to 2019, one stroke workup per month in somebody the age of 50. One per per month month. under 50, and now you're getting one per day. That that might be generous even, but I'm just, as a cutoff, 50 at age. And And then in 2020, you know, then it was you know, maybe two a month, maybe three a month because the spike protein is going in through the, through the virus. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the spike protein is basically bioweapons engineering play play 101. It is going into to sludge up the capillary beds of doesn't matter if it's your lungs, your nose, your heart, your brain, you know, the, the anosmia of the, the signature anosmia of, of the initial COVID uh, pandemic virus is basically occurs in this way. The virus gets into your nasal epithelium and then it's, it's replicating in and around creating spike protein in and around the capillaries of the nasal epithelium, which then deoxygenates the nerves the olfactory nerve is one of the few nerves that comes straight out of your brain and yeah. into the environment. And so it's, it's basically creating a, a micro ischemic condition for the olfactory nerve, which is why you can't smell anything. Oh, I, I excellent question. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you ended up here. Um, well, we do, do have a question um, from CHD TV watcher wants to know, um, this is from Chichi. Does Dr. Fogarty feel hyperbaric has application to discognition, dementia, and brain fog? I would imagine related to COVID-19, but probably el- um, otherwise, but I would like to add to that list. Does it help restore, um, taste and smell that has been lost? I know an individual who three years later still doesn't have it back. Wow. Yeah, um, it it does all of that, and I'm just gonna uh, lay a little bragging rights out of here from Western Nebraska. But I am the first physician on planet Earth to use air pressure alone to reverse dementia in the Colorado Rockies, and and I mean on planet Earth. So I I set up a protocol of um, just using an an air pressure alone protocol in a soft gamma bag, soft mild hyperbaric chamber in um uh, bobby Koska's family and bobby is uh 
you know, his family is, is uh, actually kind of a legacy family from sports medicine or sports. His dad actually provoked the NFL uh, uh, draft system in 1936 because he was the 1935 star football player out of the of the year out of the Minnesota Gophers camp. And he got the NFL uh, owners into a bidding war over him. And he made, uh, signed a contract with the Brooklyn Dodger football team for $5,000 a year. And everyone else in the NFL was making $500 a year. Wow. Um, and so the NFL owners got together and said, hey, we're going to stop these college players from getting us into this exorbitant pay. And they started the draft. And then the next year, Jay Berwanger from the University of Chicago, where I played football, and he gave us pep talks at halftime of our fairly dismal Division Three team seasons, uh, especially at homecoming. But, you know, Jay Berwanger basically said after winning the Heisman Trophy, I'm not going into the NFL. This is this is fascist. I mean, basically, he was like, this is this is ridiculous that the NFL owners are going to restrict my economic um, security and, and my ability to negotiate. And so they drafted him number number one in 1936, and he never played it down. And could you bring us back to um, hyperbaric? And <laughs> I, I lost the thread. Getting <laughs> oh, back to Bobby. Okay. Yes. So, okay. so basically, um, and I just, I just submitted for frontiers in neurology, this whole case report. Um, and you can actually, if you do a search on, uh, Costka, K O S T K A and, uh, Fogarty and hyperbaric and dementia, you'll, you'll pull up these news reports from North Dakota and Colorado on this, um, incredible, uh, recovery of Bobby's speech that happened in October of 2019 and, and November of 2019. So basically um, I had Carolyn teach Ruthie, his wife, how to run the hyperbaric chamber in their master bedroom. And um, his grandsons are into aviation and, and he's got a son-in-law who's a builder in Colorado. So the technical side of it was all pretty much done with the guys on the ground. And uh, so anyway, long story short, Ruthie putting Bobby into the chamber every day um, for the first week. And she calls me up in Rugby, North Dakota, where I was doing some uh, pain management procedures that day. And she's all excited. She's just like, Bobby's already talking already. And I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, are you really sure? I mean, I think, you know, based on Dr. Harch's work, and I mean, he's the ultimate guru of all hyperbarics. If anybody really wants to get a, a, an incredible education on just what we can do with hyperbarics, please go to hbot.com. That's Dr. Paul Harch at LSU's website. And he has literally produced all of these miracle protocols for all of us to be using. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been getting suppressed for a long mm -hmm. time. Um, but uh, hbot.com. And if you're in need of some urgent hyperbaric therapy for a loved one who's had any significant neurological injury, please go to New Orleans. I, you know, travel medicine should not be out of out of the question. There's people going to Mexico all the time for these kinds of things, but you know, the the world's leading expert is in New Orleans. So please go to New Orleans and uh, spend your dollars inside the great nation of the United States of America on on helping your your family. But getting back to the Costcas. Um, you know, I had pre-treated Bobby with um, Proamine Immune Formulation 200, which is part of the whole purple powder um, 
mix. It's basically, it's the three amino acids that go immediately into the cell and to form glutathione right away. And it is the, the world's oldest chelator, yep. uh, three billion year old chelator uh, from mother nature is glutathione. And Tony Fauci proved in 1991 that we can use glutathione amino acid precursors to shut down reverse transcriptase of all RNA viruses in an HIV model, which Dr. Crum and um, Julia Hilliard at Georgia State University then proved in a publication that came out in January of 2019 that we could stop dengue and Zika virus replication cycles with increased glutathione inside the cell from precursors that Dr. Crum had patented in Canada as an antiviral supplement. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of transjurisdictional things going on here, but that was actually the same month that Hartz and I published the uh, protocols for reversal of dementia at two PSI, which is exactly what those gamma bags do on the mountainside. They only go up to two PSI. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, from, from the perspective of this is where people in, in medicine, um, and really all of us have been kind of trained to look at things the wrong way, right. but it's the, the genius of Paul Hart is that he, he's an expert oxygen doser. He knows what people can handle and tolerate. And he, he doesn't do anything by protocol except for where we have to, to prove to the research community that, Hey, this stuff works at this protocol. It may not be, nuanced and perfected under Hart's clinical genius, but these are the general protocols that in most people will work for PTSD, TBI injury, stroke recovery, uh, anoxic brain injury in, in, in kids, you know, the Eden Carlson case, the Eden protocol is basically 1.3 atmospheres of room air. Dr. Hart couldn't basically blare it out from into the science world that he was actually using air Right on, on Eden Carlson's recovery and, and, you know, her brain, this is, I call this the janitor case. And that was the little girl who drowned. Yeah. Um, and they were able to get a miraculous recovery. Um, yeah. She was, de yeah. was she declared like brain dead. In the she was. And, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So um, Ted is holding up pictures of brain scans before and after of yeah. the little girl. So, yeah. Well, all the gray matter. On, on that one side, the, the bulky gray matter, which has crowded out the, the fluid from the cerebral spinal fluid, that's the mm -hmm. white stuff. Mm -hmm. That's that's her brain regrowth after Dr. Harch's intervention of uh, 1.3 atmospheres of room yeah. air. And this is actually a big political scandal that, that all of the, uh, the uh, gurus of, of establishment hyperbaric medicine have been saying that this is a placebo. This is 1.3 atmospheres of room air. No, the evidence no. is right there. Okay, evidence, right yeah. there. Yeah, you know the the miraculous design of the body. If you just respect what the body needs to heal, the building blocks of glutathione, which is in this purple powder, um, and plus it's got it's got spirulina, beet powder, lemon powder, and the three amino acids that that your body uses to make glutathione. Um, you generously shared the recipe, which we keep on um, uh, informtriswa.org. You can look up, just look up the word Fogarty, F-O-G-A-R-T-Y, and you'll find the link with the recipe. But you can also buy the purple powder. Just search online for the purple powder. And you'll no, find you can't buy the purple powder anymore. 
You can't buy it anymore. No, it's it's offline for now. So oh, okay, offline for now. What do you recommend? Make their I, own. Current project is this. Is, I, is we, I, I, so remember for the podcast they can't see and then the the uh, okay. the visual okay, can okay. see. But what are you shaking up there, Ted? So I am shaking up up and down in a in a large squeeze bottle, uh, food grade squeeze bottle. Um, a small amount of pro immune immune formulation 200, which you can purchase at thebestimmunesupport.com. And, uh, and I have, I instituted this at the start of the pandemic, actually, in my own daughter, uh, who could not get into our home hyperbaric unit because she had too much sinus congestion with her COVID infection. Ooh, yeah. Oh. And so, and so what I did was I took some pro immune immune formulation 200, put it in a squeeze bottle like this. And then, and then I had her squeeze it. And there's this, this is micro dosing to the nasal epithelium, this very sweet smelling powder. Um, again, that's also the same powder that I used behind the face masks to convince this North Dakota Senate that masks are bogus in stopping viral transmission. And so, um, I've been, I've been doing this since the start of the pandemic in multiple patients. And I've got a, a VA patient out here in Western Nebraska who, um, who does this religiously five times a day. He inhales a small amount of ProMune. Um, is this it, Ted? Pro yes. Immune? Yes, that's it. And thebestimmunesupport.com is where you can get a 10% discount with a six-pack. If you if you buy that from my friend Joe Casarino, who is Dr. Crumb's uh, distributor. Uh, and, and for those of you who are listening on the radio and are not very um, adept at um, – internet stuff um you can you can actually call joe directly he's given me a license so to speak to uh hand out his phone number give, give out his phone number for his distribution work for dr crumb his nice. phone number is 845-206-8104 and actually Bernadette, I got to tell you a little small world story on that uh, before we get back again to the Costco case. Uh, but um, one of one of our listeners on your show uh, about a year ago, or maybe even longer, um, called out to Dr. Crumb and Joe Casarino and and said, "Hey, do you guys know this Ted Fogarty guy?" <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you know, Bernadette, you're, you're, you're connecting, you know, you're still connecting a lot of great people across the country, even though Glad you're to do it. Glad to do it. Yeah. So that's really exciting. The pro immune now it's not, it's not your formula that's got the spirulina. It's just the three building blocks of glutathione. And so you can do this little, just so inhale. Yes. Okay. So, and, and, you know, we, I had to actually under, under the directives of the North Dakota federal cares act grant that I got for, the naturopathic countermeasures to COVID, including hyperbaric therapy of any sort, as well as pro-immune. And, and in my presentation to the Department of Agriculture and the Ag Commissioner, Doug Gehring, who's a great friend of mine now, um, I put in, I added, I took 80% pro-immune and then added about, uh, you know, 10%, 10 to 15% beetroot powder, and then um, you know, about 5% spirulina, Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of uh, lemon or something tart, lemon powder yeah. tart in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the original formula for the purple powder uh, that kind of won the taste test. 
<laughs> so like i'm like you know basically you know convincing the ag commissioner of north dakota i'm like look this beetroot you know the beet industry in north dakota is one of the biggest in the country on the eastern side of the state and you know sugar beets are processed out there and i'm just like you know look we're gonna we're gonna take this agro medicine concept and marry it to hyperbarics and we're gonna come up with the best protocols on planet earth to stop this pandemic and that's exactly what we did and then i set up a clinic in iowa and proved it on the ground with my iowa friends and family including lee merritt and dr david Hartsuch and bradley meyer and um so anyway we've we've we basically beat the cabal uh you know in in sandlot baseball here uh behind the scenes on the northern mm-hmm. plains. we've mm-hmm. already we've already got all the protocols to stop every pandemic now and forever on the basis of the twin engines of mitochondrial medicine, which are hyperbaric therapy. And there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of things in quantum physics that me and Javier need to get writing on that is above and beyond the biochemistry of hyperbaric oxygen therapy, mm-hmm. why, it, why it works so amazingly well um, in healing, but, um, but also in healing just about anything, right, Ted and, and Javier? Yeah. I mean, this is the building blocks of life and cellular energy. If you look yeah. at it from, you know, kind of a physics philosopher per- perspective and, you know, like radiologists, we are the we're the Einsteins of physics and medicine. And so anytime you take a complex coordinated biological system and and you increase gently increase the energy within the system, you're decreasing entropy, which is chaos. I mean, the word entropy and chaos in layman's term are, are equivalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so every breath we take on this planet is oxygen going into our lungs to fight entropy. And so why wouldn't we in times of crisis add some pressure and then basically increase the amount of lung of our, our lung capacity, so to speak, uh, through pressure physics, you know, where every breath is not 20% oxygen, but it becomes 100% oxygen. And then in a two atmosphere hyperbaric pressure environment, then mm-hmm. that's actually every breath is actually two breaths worth of 100% oxygen. And that kind of physiology is something that is unimpeachable and cannot be competed against by ventilators. And so NYU NYU in April of 2020 proved that what this nation needed was hundreds of thousands of hyperbaric chambers to go out from every every GM manufacturing plant or every aerospace manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. And and we could have saved all of these lives based on the (laughs) NYU protocols that were done by May 1st of 2020. And they had to stop. They had to stop this study halfway through because they were saving 80% of their patients with moderate to severe COVID at NYU Winthrop Regenerative Medicine Clinic when all the top flight ICU docs in New York City were losing 80% of their patients. And on the vents. You and I were on the radio in June of 2020 yeah. with Patty Finn talking about this. Yes. Yeah. And also then right before the Ides of March in 2021. We were, right. we, we were on her, her program without her. So telling all of New York, hey, Cuomo let you down. He didn't need 50,000 ventilators. He needed 50,000 hyperbaric units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
You know, what's really interesting, I remember early on um, talking with um, other doctors, you know, especially the ones who really got on board with ivermectin, which and ivermectin is fantastic for COVID uh-huh. RNA viruses, right? But there, yeah. there was a concern yeah. that in, yeah. in, in poor nations and in, in rural areas where you couldn't get to an HBOT, it wasn't going to be practical, whereas something like cheap and effective uh, ivermectin was. But it seems to me that you just told us that not only can you have more fancy machines, but you could just have basically these zip bags with a foot pump yeah. and heal people. So, I mean, you don't true. even need electricity to use it's, hyperbaric. It's kind of like hang gliders to seven seven forty sevens. Okay, yeah. it's a whole spectrum. It's a whole spectrum of skydiving medicine that goes from yeah, foot wow. pedal, sports medicine, wow. gamble bags on the mountain to. All the way up to these giant multi-place chambers, which I actually have one of these giant multi-place chambers at my uncle's wow. trucking company. And, so, uh, and, and yet, no, let me, but wait, there's more. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to you about the out of America experience in Argenti- Argentina. So the Argentinians took basically soft chambers at 1.45 atmospheres of pressure, which is right on the line between what oh, we yeah. call medical grade and it doesn't work according to all the other hyperbaric experts in the world. Well, it does, but at 1.45 ATA, hundred percent oxygen and the usual four drug regimen that they were using in all of their public hospitals, they found this astounding event of economics. Huh? So the average four drug regimen patient took nine days to either leave the hospital or improve their oxygenation or get into a clinically you're okay situation. When they added the the complementary concept of hyperbaric oxygen therapy to that same four drug regimen, the the patients basically were breathing okay and or leaving the hospital in three days. So they they cut the expense of taking care of moderate to severe COVID on, on a length of stay concept threefold. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Hyperbaric enhanced medicine is, is, is exactly what this nation needs to get out of this economic funk. We, we are, we're not going to be able to reverse the trillions of dollars of wasted resources of our children and our grandchildren and, and continuing on down this ri- ridiculously stupid big pharma expensive medicine pathway and and when you bring hyperbarics into any medical practice it makes everything a surgeon does go better it makes mm-hmm. everything an interventional radiologist does go better it makes everything a family practice doc like my my buddy brad meyer out in northwest iowa go better mm-hmm. he's basically saving the lives of people in a soft chamber you know who are supposed to go to the hospital Instead, they're going to our clinic and, and getting recovered from their, their COVID. We, ha- we, we had the first, according to Paul Harch, the first medical legal documentation of anyone in Paul Harch's understanding in America ever being discharged from a dementia care unit. So this wonderful gal from Southern Minnesota, her son's an attorney. She comes to our clinic and in April of 2020, uh, 2022, she gets basically 31 hour treatments across the month of April. She came in, she was, you know, typical dementia, growly, and she had been vaccinated. 
un, uh, just didn't want to talk to anybody, really didn't speak more than three or four yeah. word sentences. And then we're done with her by the first week of May, and she's golfing. She's discharged by her primary care doctor in southern Minnesota, discharged from her dementia care unit that she had been in for 18 months, and now she's golfing with her friends. And is that the woman they had to actually invent a discharge release papers because they've never released a patient from that well, facility I mean, before? If you're a primary care doc in a small town in Minnesota, you know how to write up a discharge order. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When, yeah. The, when the son went, when the son went to the nursing home and was like, "We want, I want my mom discharged," they were like, "What? Can we do that?" <laughs> he's, an attorney, he's like yes you can do it and you're going to do it yeah. you know? so my, my favorite patients are attorneys and uh there's you know kudos to uh you know nick Cretelli in iowa and and uh and uh jeff wycombe and bismarck because i was on the hit list for the you know the federation of state medical boards the cdc i'm sure tony fauci bill gates and doug burgum have been trying to coordinate some way to get what the Fogarty off the airwaves and <laughs> they, failed. they failed. Hey, we've got people see if you can, maybe Javier can jump in here. Can one of you in plain English explain how, how hyperbaric improves mitochondrial function? What, what's going on there? Ted, take it, take it. Run with <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> this is, this is one from, um, basic electrical, um, uh, physics and, and direct current physics, which I think most people, most listeners who have ever dealt with a 12 volt battery or licked their tongue with a nine volt battery, you kind of will remember some of this stuff from high school physics. But um, there's a very critical law in electricity that's Ohm's law. Ohm's law is that the voltage equals the current times the resistance. And in this analogy, think of um, basically death is when all cells hit zero voltage, but also improved life and, and function occurs with voltages that start to get above like 30 millivolts. Okay. And so, and so we're all kind of like trudging along around 25 millivolts and that voltage is really, it starts inside the mitochondria with the processing of oxygen. And so the current molecule, the IR V equals IR, the current molecule in this analogy is oxygen. And so when you have a gentle increase in the, the, the number of oxygen molecules being processed by the mitochondria, you're increasing that I in the equation, that current part of the equation against a stable resistance factor in a hundred percent oxygen environment, hyperbaric chamber. And, and, and it's really kind of, it's going pretty high. Um, and, and, and so that's, that's how it all works. You're increasing the voltage, the mitochondria are pumping out more energy, more ATP, and 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 then they're also signaling to the bloodstream that hey, we need some more of this trinity of glutathione amino acid precursors. And so yes, B equals IR, and so so the, the resistance starts to come into play a little bit here as the glutathione starts to heal up the 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 membrane injuries in the mitochondria and protects the resistance part of the the equation there. Mm -hmm. and, and so, so that's how it all kind of happens in a, in an electrical kind of fashion. But for all of my old farmers and ranchers and, and, and North Dakota, South Dakota folks, 
I just I just talk to them like it's 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 their F one fifty, and I'm just like this is just a supercharger for all your cells. So when you when you're driving down the road and you hit the gas, and you see that supercharger go up from zero psi to to twenty p to, to fifteen psi, yes, that's wonderful, Javier. Thank you for the the visual aids, um, which everyone else can see if they watch the podcast. But V equals IR. But but again, the the the, the green elevator pitch is this: just watch watch your your psi levels on your turbocharger in all of your vehicles and when you're when you're hitting the gas and that and that needle starts to go up to 15 psi you now have inside of that engine you have a two atmosphere environment of air which is combusting more efficiently all of the gas going through the 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 pistons and and the engine cycle and so so you're getting more power, more efficiency out of the same gas burn when you when you when you mix the gases, the gasoline, with with air and the oxygen fraction in the engine under pressure. So that's kind of the simple explanation of how it all works from an automotive example. Okay, so um, I think a lot of our listeners would like to know. So short of going to a clinic and having an actual hyperbaric treatment. How can we in our everyday lives simply, um, yeah, he's cheering now. So how can we simply utilize this concept in our everyday, to maintain health? And okay. I want everyone, I want this to go viral, but I want everyone <laughs> to go visit scuba gym.com. Scuba gym.com. In Orlando okay. and in Australia. But of course for us Americans, the Orlando Disney World trip, you can go to scootabagym.com and you can see these miracles happening from hyperbaric physiology in that pool down in Orlando. So there's this wonderful story in history of this, um, this scuba instructor, basically, whose son uh, had a posterior fossa, back of the brainstem tumor. It was removed, but he, he was paralyzed because of the surgery and probably it's a very tight space and it was probably no fault of the neurosurgeons, but th this kiddo could not walk after surgery. And so the dad started looking into hyperbaric therapy and then he was, had this aha moment. He's like, wait a second, I'm going to take my son scuba diving and I'm going to be his occupational therapist underwater. And we're going to see if we can't get him to walk again. And yes, the miracle happened. This kid is walking and this was years ago. And he's 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 walking, and then you know they've taken that whole concept and turned it into an underwater gym, and then you know from from the ranks of South Florida and um, University of South Florida teammates of Javier's and mine, uh, you know like uh, Dr. Diagostino, uh, these geniuses have set up a they set up a a program of an underwater lab. Um, and I'm blanking on his name, Javier, you might remember it, but one of the PhD scientists who was a Navy diver in his past life, he spent over a hundred days underwater teaching on campus via, you know, telecommunications links, zoom links. And, and, and with his, his other PhD scientist friend, and the two of them were basically, they were long-term aquanauts, right? And they then NASA, they, didn't they? I think there was some granting that came in from NASA, yeah. but they're, they're technically University of South Florida, you know, professors. 
And so, long story short, although the guy shrunk a little bit because he was, I don't know, in a compressed environment for a long time. You mean um, he was in there a hundred straight days? Yes. A hundred yes. days in a row. Holy yep. moly. Okay. I, I wish I could bring up his name. Maybe Javier, you can pull that up. I will. Yeah. It's, I think it's Italian too. It's it's not Diagostino, but it's one of his colleagues. And so, um, so anyway, there's this, this miraculous hyperbaric physiology that all these scuba divers in the Navy and, and, and commercially have known for decades you know, Javier and I have, have been giving presentations at HBOT conferences and and these these old Navy divers and, and and commercial divers will come up and tell us their stories of, you know, hey, I got a laceration over here. You know, you can't even see the scars of these lacerations. I had a laceration up here February 1st of, of 2022 um, or 2021 that uh, required 13 stitches and I got into my tank for uh, 90 minutes a day and I was testifying at the state house on this on this mass bill and uh, by Wednesday I had a big black eye and by Friday the black eye is gone and I'm taking my stitches out at 5 p.m. on Friday night because I did 90 minutes of hyperbaric air therapy <laughs> Monday through Friday and um, rapidly accelerated all healing you know so for sports injuries you know Aaron Rodgers please I wish you'd have called me and gotten into hyperbaric chamber to recover your Achilles tendon tear. But, you know, that's something that multiple of my colleagues I've done in medicine, you know, Dr. Meyer was playing a pickup basketball game in January of 2021 with his son and, uh, or 2022 of his son. And he had a full thickness Achilles tendon tear, which I diagnosed on my iPhone based ultrasound butterfly unit in his living room. And then we got him, we got him out to uh, the surgeons in Northwest Iowa uh, had an MRI. He, we had it repaired surgically. And then three weeks afterwards, he's walking around normally. And that's a 12 week healing, yeah. uh, uh, injury. Nobody, nobody's walking normally until 12 weeks in their forties or fifties after a full thickness Achilles tendon tear. Mm -hmm. Well, three weeks for Brad Meyer. And, uh, you know, of course the local surgeons who were kind of, you know, gritting their teeth about me and Brad, saving lives in the midst of uh, Northwest mm -hmm. Iowa, and our COVID mass unit with aeronautics. Um, they, they were, they had to kind of say uncle. It's like, Oh wow. These guys are really onto something uh, because I've never, you know, this surgeon was like, I've never had a patient ever do that. You know? So, so, so what we're looking at here, there, it was um, Dr. Joseph DeTuri. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's so, a, thank you. How, how tiny was that space in there? I'm just claustrophobic looking at that thing. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks a little smallish, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's really amazing. So oxygen is life. Um, yeah. You give it the building blocks. Uh, we all need to breathe more in our everyday lives. Um, you know, I would love to see, here's a task for the two of you another white paper that goes from the sophisticated HBOT units all the way down to how you can utilize this technology if you don't even have electricity to save lives. I think that that aspect of it, I think, is is so key that um, to bringing this global and for everybody to just take charge of restoring yeah, no, I, health. I'm, I've, been, I've been kicking around the idea of, you know, maybe I'll get around to it soon here, but just writing up a national battle plan for using swimming pool 
uh, hookah diving therapy to to basically save save the nation and the economy uh, because it, it it makes no sense that we wouldn't we wouldn't basically copy and paste scuba gyms uh, initiative here. That's that's the most most powerful healing occupational therapy medicine concept in the history of the world is to have scuba diving with these kids with autism and or um, cerebral palsy or adults with even, you know, PTSD. There's all these Navy, uh, there's all these uh, scuba clubs for all these uh, TBI PTSD injured veterans who after Harch has published the phase one, two, and three proof of the pudding that we absolutely can heal we can stop suicidal ideation. We can get people back on the job and, and, and back into the military, even if they want to go back with hyperbaric therapy, you know, and at 1.5 ATA, whatever, these guys are all healing their buddies by creating scuba clubs. And, and it's like, wow. And if I can jump in here over at mission 43 here in Idaho, they have a, they've, they're building out a 12 person hyperbaric chamber to basically bring in uh, veterans uh, and they're bringing their families as well to get treatment, rehabilitation, and that way they, they can all heal together. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another thing that we really need to stop with this, uh, you know, overzealous uh, patient confidentiality stuff that has been thrown out as to why we can't use multi-place chambers. No, uh, th- we need to heal whole families at once. We need to either either that or we have we have battle buddies uh, come along who maybe aren't family members but are you know a brother brother in the fold from from the veterans crowd yep. who can also have some residual benefit from getting into the tank and again um, there's there's really no difference on a pressure level between and Javier I mean I I want to thank you. From the bottom of my soul, every single day, it's you who illuminated this in the world's medical community and the hyperbaric medicine community with Jim Wright in your in your level B evidence of of you know therapeutic efficacy uh, paper published in the Journal of Neurology back in 2016. You broke it all down. You put it in elegantly in a way that wouldn't, you know, basically engender some attacks, but you're basically saying, Hey, look, this hyperbaric air stuff works just as well. It's about the pressure. It's really not the oxygen fraction. Yeah. 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 Especially with the brain. I mean, you know, when we're dealing with wounds that can kill you, you have an osteomyelitis that is basically going to kill you in three days. We have to blast with oxygen. And, yeah. and it actually is going to maybe hurt your brain a little bit, but that's okay. But the, the the most important thing that you put in that paper was that gerbil study on strokes, and and you know basically a gerbil model of, of stroke recovery between two atmospheres hyperbaric oxygen versus two atmospheres hyperbaric air. Same result. They both do great. They both do great. Javier, could you make sure we get a link to your fabulous 2016 article that you have not been boasting about often enough, and you should? Just, so. a, just an update. I tried to get it published again, uh, an update in neurology for A-level evidence. The editors politely said, we don't have an interest in publishing this. No. Are you Just no interest? No way. Okay. 
Um, you got to go to Jack James Lines Weiler. Get it in his journal. It's okay. oh, it's already 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 posted on my Substack. Okay. So so, so on, on March seventeenth uh, of twenty twenty two, Parch actually pu published yes. the A level evidence across the world's database of hyperbaric therapy and interventions, and there's no ifs ands or buts in in a in a in a, in a insurance um, ruling situation. He has has clarified this to. Yeah. to the degree that there's there's no insurance company in their right minds that should say no we shouldn't do this these insurance companies need to realize we could save you all these downline costs in your patients if you started doing this except your medical directors are are pharma pawns and yeah. they and they and they, unfortunately as a as an academic professional you know chair of radiology for UND school of medicine for 13 years I taught all kinds of hyperbaric medicine to all of these kids going out into surgery and radiology and emergency medicine. And, and yet it's this entire lockdown oh, yeah. on, on this miraculous medicine that we all know mm -hmm. based in pharma wanting to, to kill yeah. anything yeah. that can compete with it. And, and this is something that's been going on in medicine for, Two minutes. Start of medicine. There's been a war between device-based physicians, surgeons, radiologists, uh, radiotherapists, ra radiation oncologists. Everything that we that we can do to save lives based on a device in our hands mm -hmm. is competing against this distribution system of drugs. Mm -hmm. Then go out and cause harm and cost a lot of money. And, and it's, it's always been that way, you know, like yeah. since Orville Cunningham had the Cleveland, the shores of Lake Erie, there was a hyperbaric hospital in America on the shores of Lake Erie, five story giant steel ball, basically terrestrial submarine yeah. that, that Orville Cunningham was saving lives hand over fist to that the AMA came after him and destroyed him in the 1920s. Yeah. Well, that turned into scrap metal for World War II. If yeah. that is the greatest crime against humanity and device-based medicine, I don't know what is. Yeah, well, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and just reinvigorating me and exciting me about this. we got to get you before state legislatures again. I'm going to have you on. I want to really focus on some mental health and and hyperbaric and um because the push is there and we're going to do this we're going to flip things around i i don't give up i'm i'm feisty so dr ted fogarty thank you as always for everything that you do and i th i think we we actually understood most of what you were saying so yeah. Yeah. all right <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> all righty well that's it for the health hour um if you want to hear the Liberty Hour next, please jump on over to Informed Choice Washington's uh, Rumble page or Facebook or Twitter page. That's for ICWA, Informed Choice Law. We will be there. Um, as always, thank you. You've been listening to 1150 AM KKNW, and we will talk to you soon. Wolverine's formula right there. Yeah. <laughs> During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. 
For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. Children's Health Defense is a nonprofit organization with a mission to end childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible accountable, and establish safeguards to prevent future harm. The Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense is stepping up at the state and local levels, but we can't do this without you. Join us at wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Let's restore and defend children's health and their futures in Washington State. 